0: Welcome to Dashway Talks, a show powered by Dashway Consulting, a China-based strategic market research company founded in 2010. Hi, I'm Jason. I'm the creative director at MobileNow, and at MobileNow, we've been helping brands and businesses with their uh, digital strategies, uh, mobile, and lately it's been a lot of WeChat. How much more effort does it take to create a mini-program with e-commerce functions? It really depends because, uh, you know, if we talk about e-commerce mini programs versus other types, uh, there's so many different categories. I think much like, you know, native apps, there's e-commerce, but there's also, you have apps like Facebook, you have apps like uh, TikTok or Doe, you have apps like, um, what is that? The the meditation one, Um, well, all, all, all categories but um it depends because with many programs you can also create many programs that help you book a class you can have many programs that can help you say control a smart home or smart devices uh so it can really depend um and also with e-commerce there's all, there's varying sizes of, sort of small medium large um for I would say the answer is for most brands and businesses, they should not expect WeChat e-commerce mini programs to take significantly more effort than other types of mini programs. Um, And, you know, it is going to come down to how you portion the amount of work that you start with, uh, because, you know, you can't start with very simple, uh, you know, homepage, product listings, product details, and then checkout payment, you know, and there isn't, uh, a rule that says you have to launch with membership, you know, you have to launch with uh full sort of refund and returns, right? So these are all things that there are temporary workarounds for. Now, there is an aspect I would say that should be considered, which is it's not so much with the WeChat Mini Program Commerce itself, but with many of the things that uh live behind it which is if you have a wechat mini program e-commerce setup and you start taking orders you do have to ship those orders right and you need uh, essentially a small team to be able to accept those orders and then to be able to process them pick pack and then uh, to work with the uh courier services to get them out um so that's that's probably the other part that i would uh you know call out and remind people on uh but at the same time you know for other non-e-commerce solutions there is likely you know similar aspect right if i'm running a online course or a course where you can shop online it's still all that turns into essentially an online digital order and that information has to be carried all the way to the actual physical classroom and the teacher itself so the teacher knows that these are the people that are going to show up for this session. When consumers purchase products on your mini program, how much, if any, commission does WeChat take? What other costs are involved in setting up a mini program e-commerce shop? So I've been going back to uh, you know the, the, the three different categories. We talk about, if we look at the three different categories of sort of off the shelf, made to measure, and then fully custom. Um, it's going to vary a little bit for each of these. Uh, typically for off-the-shelf, there is going to be a subscription fee, you know, or a commission that is, uh, that, that is going to exist, whether it's you know for X amount, transacted, say past a certain value threshold, or if it's monthly or annual. Um, for made to measure, there may they still be, and for full custom it also depends on sort of the agreements that brands and businesses will have with their service providers you know we've seen cases where brands and businesses will work with their service providers uh, in an arrangement where it is a flat project fee uh, and then after that there is no commission Um, there are also models where it is a mix where there is a portion of a fixed fee, and the other part is sort of a uh, commission-based uh, setup. And then typically, with these, the service provider has a longer responsibility to maintain and continue to enhance uh, the platform along with uh, the brand and business together. Um, so it does also depend on you know each of the individual brands and businesses, and on where they are and how they would. Best like to operate and collaborate with uh, their providers, and also sort of their short, medium, and long-term goals. Um, So the you know my my recommendation is it is important to sort of understand and and shop around and compare. Um, But the other part is to not make cost, I, I know, you know, for a lot of brands and businesses, you know, budget and, and cost is a very realistic constraint. Um, but sometimes, you know, you, you you may be talking to two or three different options, and they're all within your price range. Uh, and in that situation, um, you know, it's also important to not purely fixate on the lowest price, but to also consider that the build quality and the execution. Um, And in terms of performance, reliability, all of of these factors will be different uh, from one to the other. And uh, those are all going to have an effect on how your consumers feel later on when they're interacting with you as a brand. So uh, it is very important to consider that aspect of it. And, you know, price is only an extension and it's only one aspect of that. We are plugged in to the local business landscape, together with China-based entrepreneurs and top managers. Follow our China Paradigms podcast on any platform convenient for you. Find the links in the description. How is shipping and packaging normally handled for orders through WeChat? There's different approach. There's different approaches to how orders can be handled. Uh, it. Does depend on whether you know a lot of brands they already have an existing uh, team working a different channel. You know we have some brands that already operate Tmall and Jingdong stores, but they also have a WeChat presence where they really want to be able to customize their their, their brand and approach. Um, so there's usually two ways. I think one is in some cases you can have WeChat store orders. All feed into a centralized uh, order management system, so that your team only ha- your fulfillment team only has to be trained on one solution, one tool for say three channels, three different stores. Uh, because what many brands and businesses want to avoid is if I have three different channels, I don't want my team to have to learn three different tools, three different processes or workflow uh, because that's just extremely exhausting. Um, now, typically, there are a lot of brands that work with, uh, you know, a different type of service provider, which are typically known as TP or Mall partners. And they essentially take the responsibility of, you know, operating and maintaining the store, the storefront, as well as all the orders that come in and some even run campaigns. Right. Uh, so that's one aspect. The other one is to have in-house teams. You know, there are uh, other clients that have their own warehouse team that picks and packs and is trained on uh, whatever tool or solution that uh, they've chosen. Um, so again, I think it is, it, does, it can come down to a difference between sort of keeping it in-house or outsourcing it. Um, you know, and there are also, I forgot to add, that there are also some providers where they also include, as part of the whole outsource solution, the warehousing. So they have their own warehouses, you essentially send your inventory to them. And they have guarantees on security and clearances and all that. So you can, uh, so, so brands and businesses can rest assured that that merchandise is going to be safe. Um, and then there's another aspect. I think it's important to talk about is fapials, right? Cause usually when people want to make these orders, uh, you know, we're now in an age of digital fapials where you don't have to send the paper one. Um, cause that's important to understand it is. It is a fairly complicated process, especially when you take into account returns, cancellations, refunds. You know, if if I buy something and I also ask for a Fapia, usually the Fapia is issued by, you know, uh, finance and accounting, which is typically, you know, may or may not be in the warehouse and then the warehouse sends the merchandise and they can be together as one or it can be separate, right? So in the case that I have to issue a return and a refund, then both of these have to come in because a lot of paperwork has to be reconciled Uh, so those are all aspects to to consider and potentially more stock inventory reconciliation and all that let's look at a mini program e-commerce case study for e-commerce we want to I wanted to share Sephora but not sort of the core part of the Sephora offering but more so what happened recently with COVID um, so what you're seeing now is, uh, the support mini program. You know, you have your homepage, you have your product detail pages and you can add to cart and you can buy, uh, and you have your, uh, categories, you have your brands and you have your membership and loyalty, you know, all fairly standard. But what's more important I think is, is COVID, right? I mean, we had, uh, this situation worldwide, especially in China, it, Meant that between the months of February and about May, you know, a lot of people couldn't leave their homes, and what that meant at the time was, you know, all the retail locations were pretty much dead and it was empty. You know, nobody was going to Sephora offline location. Um, but at the same time, you know, people were stuck at home and uh, they needed content. So what was done here, and we're actually seeing now sort of become very prevalent because of COVID is, uh, you know, the the introduction and of, of live streaming. Essentially having KOLs and sort of beauty specialists and advisors come on to talk about each product and sort of live demo it. Uh, this has been extremely uh, beneficial. So there's There's a, uh, I think on the one hand, you know, Sephora has to devote quite a lot of resources to make sure there's a sort of feature packed schedule for all of their um, live streaming events. You know, it's not like one a month. It's like there's one every couple of days. So on the left hand side, you see all of the different sort of live streaming topics and uh, what it's about so people can actually subscribe to receive a reminder. Uh, Before the streaming is about to start, but if you miss it, it's okay. You can also watch a rerun. Now, when you're actually watching the live stream, uh, you know, it is a very social uh, setup where people can comment and ask questions. And there's uh, convenient links to products. So you can actually just press the basket and it shows a list of all the products that's actually being talked about right now. So you can directly press buy and on top of that there's another one i can't i I don't have it here but when you are watching a live stream and you click on a product you go to the product detail page but the live streaming is still playing picture in picture it's on the bottom right and you can tap it to go back Uh, it's it's extremely sort of convenient and, and a very smooth process um and in addition to that uh Sephora has also provided a uh, QR code uh, during these live chat, uh, sorry, during these live streaming sessions. And these QR codes, they point to a separate uh, WeChat group where, you know, you can have further Q and A's with uh, beauty advisors to ask more about uh, the products and get sort of one- one-on-one feedback. Um, so that, that this is the whole thing that sort of was done sort of to Uh, huge success throughout this whole COVID situation and it really reclaimed a lot of these potential uh, revenues that would have been lost otherwise. Any questions? We will find an expert to answer them. Drop your questions in the comments or send us an email dx at dashwayconsulting.com.